Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. Today, we're going live to break down all the action in the NBA that occurred last night. So good morning, everybody. And uh, joining me, as always, is Keith Smith. Follow him on Twitter at KeithSmithNBA. Keith, how are you doing, man? Fun night in the NBA last night to get into and kind of a nice weekend as well. Yeah, it was. A, it was a good to have that first full weekend. We we had uh, six games last night. Nice little stagger, too. We had that early uh, Nets uh, mm-hmm. Hornets game, and then we we get a couple games there, and then two two fun ones uh, late, late at night. I know you were uh, heavily invested in, in uh, one of those, too, so we'll, we'll spend some time on that. But, yeah, looking forward to breaking them And, again, them all this, this time we're going live for this show just to try it out, see how it goes, and that should give us an opportunity to get into the chat a little bit, too, as we go through some of these games and discuss everything with with you so if you're joining us live you're coming in from youtube you're coming in from twitter welcome in glad to see you here and uh good morning all right let's start things oh trevor we got the philippines checking in in the track nice so he's saying good evening from the philippines welcome in always love it when we get our international fans coming in great great times um okay let's get things kicked off here and the first one we need to go to i guess is the Nets and the Hornets. The Hornets picking up a 111 to 95 win. Nets fans not feeling so great about that at this point. Look, Nets fans and Lakers fans right now are kind of Spider-Man memeing each, each other because they're all a little <laughs> bit nervous about what they've seen out of this team. The Hornets not expected to be one of the best teams, but they certainly look good in this one. And you also have the little bit of selflessness where LaMelo Ball opted not to come back in the game in the fourth quarter because Ish Smith, was playing so well. That's that's good to see for a young up and coming Hornets team. Yeah, that Hornets team. We talked about this preseason that they're they're gonna play fast. They move the ball really well. They had let me count them real quick. They had uh, five players with four more assists uh, in this game. I'm sorry, four players with four mm-hmm. more assists uh, in this game, uh, led by Gordon Hayward with six. As he really kind of played the playmaker role uh, yesterday. But Miles Bridges, 32 points, yeah. monster game. For him, uh, did not get the contract extension, so now he's uh, really going to play out this year looking for that next deal. Uh, But big game for him. I thought they defended the Nets really well. Uh, I thought they got after it and and harassed them quite a bit into some turnovers. That's kind of the style for the Hornets is it's got to be a little bit chaotic. Create that chaos, create turnovers, get the ball moving, get it up and down the floor, race up and down, and make those uh, plays be because that's they they're they don't have the makings of a good traditional mm-hmm. half court defense because they don't have that rim protector they don't necessarily have um super great ball hawks but but they they're able to get after it and make well, some and, and you mentioned Miles Bridges looking for a new contract two of the three games they've played so far he's scored 30 points or better that's i mean that's a pretty good sign yeah. that a good contract could be on the way for him next offseason perhaps the hornets will regret not locking him up at this point but 54% from the field right now for the season that's incredible stuff from him uh the hornets they're just a fun team they're one of those league pass teams that you want to go and check out because they're going to do exciting things lamello ball i mean look a fairly pedestrian night for him but 18 5 and 5 those are still very solid numbers uh bridges obviously stood out gordon hayward was another guy who who was a standout here and uh and look they're a team that i think with this win they're going to get more eyeballs because people are going to say, wow, they just beat the Nets. This team could really be something here. So impressive stuff from them. They are 3-0 and right now 
on the season. So the Hornets off to a hot start. But then the Nets, are we con- for yeah for the Hornets? Sorry to interrupt you. First time in franchise. Yeah, they've history. gone three and zero. They've ever been three and zero. Incredible so, stuff. Kind of kind of fun little. Um, should we be worried about the Nets at this point? Thirty eight points for Kevin Durant, and they only score ninety five on the night. So you get almost forty from KD. And the Nets are still losing to a Hornets squad that is projected to be probably a playoff team, but not, not a top-tier team. James Harden, 15 points, 8 assists, 7 boards, but just 6 for 16 shooting. And then no one else in double figures. The Nets are now 1-2 and two on the season. I still think it's early, small sample size. I'm not going to be overly concerned. But sure. I also see a lot of Nets fans that right now aren't too pleased with what they've seen. Yeah, I... I... I think they maybe had this impression that they were going to come out and blow the doors off everybody and it was going to be blowout city night after night. And I think what we're seeing with the Nets is uh, much like the the Lakers got the win yesterday, but we're going to talk about that. I think some of the the things we called out that could be problems have been problems. The Nets defense Mm -hmm. is not great. Uh, They're. They, without Kyrie Irving, that margin of error is not there. It's just gone. So if one of the stars is either missing or has an off night, as James Harden did, you're you're really relying on the other guy. Now, yo, boo-hoo, nobody else around the league is going to cry for you. They don't really care um, because, you know, great, you still have the other guy. But, but that's it. You know, they only took 12 free throws. Yeah. Uh, James Harden, I think, is career low uh, in free throws um, over a three-game span, or at least like since he kind of became James Harden. Uh, there's talk that he's having a lot of struggles adjusting to the new rules. For his part in it, he said, hey, it's basketball. I've, I've got to adjust. It's, you know, this is how I get to play. And then Kevin Durant, I think, has it right. He was asked after the game, do they have enough without Kyrie Irving? And he said, yes, we have enough. And I think that's that's probably a two-pronged answer of stop yeah. asking and also we're we're fine. But yeah, there, there's, there's, there's concerns there. As we said, they're just not going to you know, rip their butt. Let's take a deep breath. It's the <laughs> right. third game of the season. We don't get too crazy. I mean, Milwaukee, who I think we all still like lost by 40 yep. the other night. So I'm not, I'm not going to get too, uh, too, too overly worked up over anything that happens until, you know, at least let's flip the calendar to November before. we Absolutely. Get too I'm in full agreement with that. This is small sample size. Keith, you and I both dealt with it over the weekend. You had some Celtics fans who were sure. very upset over, over the results of, of some Celtics games. I had Lakers fans who were very, very upset over the results of, <laughs> of Lakers games and the sky was falling and everything was awful and and it was it was not a fun experience, right? We have to remember, though, what we tend to do early on in the season, because we haven't seen much basketball, is we overanalyze the basketball that we have seen, forgetting that there's still, what, 79 more games to play for, for these teams. There's a long, long way to go. We are... Right now, just just seeing the very start of this season, it's the tiniest of sample sizes right now. So you don't want to you don't want to overreact to what we're seeing, but that doesn't mean you don't react at all. That doesn't mean you don't take this stuff into a, exactly. into consideration. But the Nets, they kind of are who we knew that they were, and that's that they're a bad defensive team, but they were so good offensively that it didn't matter so much last season. And on nights like tonight where they shoot 44% from the field and 26% from three rounding up, that's just not going to be enough when you're a bad defensive team. Yeah. So 
A lot of turnovers. Yes, too. good point. Some 17 turnovers as well. And we should note that they were without Blake Griffin, who was resting uh, the first night of a back-to-back. -back. So that's also something that was a, a factor in this one. Uh, but again, take nothing away from yep. the Hornets. Obviously, they played well defensively. They did everything they needed to do to get a win. Nets fans, I wouldn't panic just yet. Uh, before we move on, though, you mentioned James Harden struggling to adjust to the new rules. I'm a little bit surprised by that because Harden... I felt like the rules would apply more to a player like a Trey Young than Harden because, yeah, Harden, you know, he he would get the pump fake and, and get the defender in the air on the three. But a lot of what he was doing getting to the line was also driving into the paint, throwing his arms out there and getting defenders to swipe at the ball and then getting the line that way. It wasn't all the I'm going to veer sideways into a defender and get a, and get a call. Sure. So I'm a little bit surprised that they've impacted Harden to this degree. I'm not going to complain about less free throws, though. No, yeah, I mean, I don't like free throw shooting contests in the NBA anyway. Yeah. I want to see it decided on the floor. But, but yeah, uh, well, one um, thing to go back to the overreacting. I have a working theory. Yeah, let's Can do I it. Hit you with it. Well, why For do you sure. overreact? So I think we are at the early part of the basketball season. We are in football mode and Major League Baseball uh -huh. playoff mode where every game does mean a lot. So I think it takes a little bit for us to readjust to, yeah, there's still 80 of these things to go. Like, it's mm -hmm. let's not go too overly crazy. And then there's also just the fact of, like, man, I was super excited for my team, and I thought they were going to be good, and now they're not, and what, what happened. So just a little working theory I have there about why – what causes this I agree, to and I'll also add in this. I think social media has compounded it because if you, oh, of course, if you're bad, not only do you get the echo chamber of everybody complaining and kind of getting each other riled up, but you also have the other team's fans kind of right there in your face saying things. So every <laughs> yeah. time you lose, it's that much more uh, draining, right? Because you're seeing you're seeing it's, all of it, that. It, it, yeah, it's the old. I can say my team sucks, but you can't say. Yeah, my team sucks. exactly. Like, like kind of kind of theory behind it. Yeah. Yep. All right, let's move on. Uh, team that didn't suck, and we're gonna we're gonna kick off this game with them because I don't know how often we're gonna be able to say this, but a win for the Orlando Magic. Yep. Jamal Mosley gets his first career win as a head coach. So congratulations to Coach Mosley there. And the Magic went in and outplayed the Knicks. Uh, played played better than them uh, for the vast majority of the game, and then Terrence Ross went absolutely bananas uh, down down the stretch. Finished with 22 points. Um, all of them came uh, late in the game. Uh, he he went did did kind of what he does. Uh, got to the free throw line a bunch. Uh, hit mm -hmm. a bunch of shots uh, as well. Cole Anthony though, that's the story for me. 29 points and eight assists. Okay, we've seen those kind of numbers out him before. 16 rebounds for Cole Anthony. And he said after the game, rebounding is about effort. You just got to want the ball more than the other guy. Uh, Mo Bamba played pretty well. Franz Wagner played pretty well. Jalen Suggs, it's going to yeah. take time. He's showing, showing some signs, though, of figuring out. But overall, Wendell Carter Jr., too, played, played really well. Um, as I said to you before we started recording, when I watched this, I said, yeah, the, the, the Magic played pretty well, and the Knicks played really bad. And that's going to be how the Magic have to win games. I think the Magic, the Thunder, yeah. the Rockets, uh, the Pistons, they, they're going to have to play really well and have teams not play so well to get these wins. On the Knicks side, shot just 37%, 13 of 48 Oof. from three. 
Uh, so they talked about getting more three-pointers up, but they certainly weren't making them. Julius Randle, this looked like Julius Randle from the uh, Hawks series. He was really uh, struggled. Just what well, wasn't – he was taking a lot of rough shots, uh, didn't have a lot of faith and trust in, in his teammates, just 8 out of 24 uh, from the floor for him. Now, maybe – he was right in that his teammates didn't play all that well other than Derek Rose but just you know a bump for the Knicks I'm not gonna overreact and panic about it I, th- I think Keith, I, I don't see anything on this and you were you were watching this game I didn't catch this one do you know why Kemba Walker only got 19 minutes on the on the evening what was happening there was there an injury or something that I'm missing I, I, no no I, I just think it's Derek Rose had okay. it going and they're basically splitting uh, Walker and Rose are splitting the minutes, and I think that's going to be what Tibbs does. Uh, Rose was was making shots. He was playing with really good energy, and we know that's Tibbs' guy. So I, I think that's all it was. I no, They didn't mention anything on the broadcast. I watched now. It was the Magic broadcast, so they would maybe not have gotten into it as much, but I don't think there was any sort of okay. injury. Well, you know what? This is the type of game where, I mean, if you're the Knicks, you have to win. I talk about this all the time. If you're going to be a good team in the NBA, it's not so much about beating all of the other good teams and being able to proclaim that you are the king of the mountain or whatever. It's about winning the games you're supposed to win. You have to beat the bad teams. And in this case, the Knicks did not do that. The Magic are going to be a bad team. And here's what can happen. Um, And by design, I'm not saying that to denigrate the the Magic at all. This is what they're supposed to be doing right now. They're, you know, picking up ping pong balls and all that kind of stuff. But when you are playing a team like the Orlando Magic, the danger is, if you're the Knicks, that you don't take it seriously, you're not as locked in mentally as you should be, and you let them hang around, and then next thing you know, the idea, the light bulb goes off for that, that bad team that you're playing, in this case the Magic, and they go, we could win this one. And for the Orla- for the Orlando Magic, they start thinking, <laughs> my God, we could get a win in New York at the Garden. And then next thing you know, they're given 150% selling out, going for every single thing they can because this is their chance. And next thing you know, when you're the Knicks, you suddenly have to match that kind of intensity, that kind of energy level where they're saying yeah. this could be one of our big wins of the season. And uh, the Knicks just weren't able to do that. And so hopefully this will be a lesson learned for New York. But uh, Knicks fans not pleased after this one. No, and and this is a Magic team that had just got punched in the mouth by this Knicks team just a couple days before uh, in Orlando in their home opener. So for them to come back and get the win on the road, that's that's a good sign. And and you know Tibbs is going to be drilling his guys hard uh, with this one today uh, with film and everything they did wrong and all that. And I expect a big effort. Uh, Speaking of effort, the Celtics played with some effort. Uh, yesterday after a lot of complaints about no no effort uh, early in the season as they got uh, waxed by Toronto in their home opener uh, and they, they won on the road in Houston and it, it looks closer than the, it probably was 107-97 Boston was in control get a little sloppy at the end and and let the Rockets climb back in a big game for Jason Tatum 31 points uh, did kind of set the tone early mm-hmm. did everything you wanted out of him hit some jump shots early get some stuff going to the hoop uh early on made some defensive plays uh but the standouts in this one because uh, 31 points is nice but that's somewhat expected uh al horford uh big game shot it poorly but 17 points 10 rebounds three blocks three mm-hmm. steals uh looked really spry at one play where uh, alperin schengen threw a uh, set of moves at him 
Uh, and Horford came up with a strip block and then ran the floor, uh, sprinted, out sprinted just about everybody down the floor for an and one layup, which was really good to see. He's looking good. And then Grant Williams off the bench, 18 points, five Ooh. of seven from three, uh, really, you know, uh, stepping up and playing well there. And Dennis Schroeder got the start because Jalen Brown was out with some knee soreness, 18 points for him. Uh, in that start. And, and Schroeder looked a lot more comfortable in that role starting um, with, with this Shocker. team, which is odd because he's done so well as a <laughs> six man before, but it's, yeah, we'll see what comes of that. Um, from the rocket side, the big story was yes. Jalen green, uh, eight, eight out of 10 from three <laughs> oh for goodness. 30 points. Um, this Rockets team is really fun, but man, they they throw the ball all over the gym. So if you go to a Rockets game and you're sitting near the floor, you better be paying attention because there might be a ball uh, sailing uh, into the stands or 10 uh, throughout the game. But Christian Wood had a nice game with 20 points and nine rebounds. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., he was one of the turnover culprits. Ooh. He had eight of their 20 Rough. turnovers uh, in this game and uh, you know, th- threw it all over the place. But, but Jalen Green looks pretty good. And that Rockets team, like I said, they're fun. Um, they're, 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 they're worth investing some time in. So when you get a night where your team's not playing and you're looking for something on league pass, check out the Rockets. Cause, cause it, they might not group. win, but it's still a fun group to watch. J- Jalen green sure. was my early yeah. pick for rookie of the year. So that you know doesn't hurt my cause there. He had a really nice night and, and that was great to see. You know, when I look at this, at this Rockets team too, you've got enough young talent to just be excited about to tune in and watch and kind of get a sense for what they can be in the future. Uh, Alpern Schengen, again, not a great night, one for five shooting, but he's a very skilled player. And so he's a guy that I keep an eye on. Jalen Green, another guy. They've got enough players where you want to look and see what can this team be moving forward. They could have something brewing here. So definitely not a team to just ignore. Don't expect them to win a lot of games, but they could have something moving forward depending on how much some of these guys develop, how quickly they do. Yeah, we got a question in the chat from Larry Wolfolk said, I have Cantor riding the bench on my fantasy team. How can we get in some minutes? I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Ime Doko seems to be pretty locked in Al Horford, Robert mm-hmm. Williams, and Grant Williams as his three big rotation. What he didn't do in this game that he did in the first two games, uh, he made a tweak there. He took Horford out early in each of the first and third quarters and then brought him back in uh, to bridge the uh, end of the quarter uh, first, second, and then uh, third, fourth. And that did not leave Grant Williams on the floor for very many, uh, I want to say he only had maybe two minutes total as the lone big um, on the floor. And that that really helped because they got killed um, by Toronto when Grant was the only big on the floor. He's he, he's fine, but he, he can't. He can't handle that, so that was uh, that that, that was a little bit rough. So, so yeah, so we're, we're, we'll we'll see you know what further comes. They are on a back to back tonight in Charlotte against the Hornets. Um, odd back to back, Houston to Charlotte back to back. That um, is, you know, but everybody's always got you know one of those two, uh, you know, one, one of those kind of kind of deals mixed in there. So yeah, so. Well, we'll see what they do if they can uh, keep that effort level up and keep it consistent. All right, let's jump to Philly and OKC. I do have somebody in the chat that's asking if we've come up with a name for our morning show just yet. (laughs) We have not. To be honest, for for me, I kind of I took Saturday and just kind of spent some family time and stayed away from basketball as much as I could after a rough Friday, given what was going on with the Lakers and everything like that. I just I needed some some time away. So we didn't discuss what was going on as far as the name of our show or anything like that but we'll we'll get to it at some point (laughs) 
Yeah. And I was at yep. the soccer field all weekend myself. So yeah, we, we, we did not spend a lot of time on that. All right. Yeah. Philly OKC. I know. I think you I saw more of uh, this than I did, but I, what, what I did see out of Philly was it felt like this was um, kind of just one of those good take care of business wins. Right. You, you go in, you do your thing, you get your victory. And you there were positives there. on both sides. I mean, Seth Curry blew up, uh, believe he had something like yeah. 22 points, I, I believe, this. in the first quarter. <laughs> he was 23, was it? Okay, he was he, yeah. whatever it was, it was more than 20 points in the first quarter. He went berserk, he was hitting everything. It was more Steph Curry than, than Seth Curry. Although Seth Curry's a great shooter in his own regard, <laughs> he was also very careful sure. after the game to say, No, this wasn't like my brother, this was where I'm dribbling. <laughs> I think he said, I didn't dribble 18 times and then shoot. He was just finding yeah. good open shots within the rhythm of the offense and he knocked them down. And he's such a good shooter that, you know, you'll get nights like this every once in a while out of him. So great performance from him. But yeah, you know, you mentioned this was just kind of a professional win out of the 76ers. I also thought it was a positive from the Oklahoma City Thunder because they didn't just go away. They made the 76ers work for this win. And that's what you want to yeah. see ultimately, right? I mean, the Thunder, they're not worried about did they win or lose at this point. They're worried about development. How are we competing? Things of that nature. And they competed in this game. They made the 76ers work for the win and they had some of their young players look good. So you've got positives all around uh, in this one. The 76ers, of course, getting an important win. Joel Embiid, 22 points, nine boards, six assists, three blocks. Standard night from him, pretty much 40% from three on top of over 50% shooting from the field. Incredible stuff as usual there. I, I thought what I did see with the portions of this that I saw, it looked like they ran a lot of the offense mm -hmm. through Embiid. A lot of stuff at the elbows, um, a lot of stuff at, at the uh, high post. And I thought that's how they were getting Curry popped open because the Thunder were really, you know, occupied with we got to stop Embiid because yeah. that, you know, that's, I mean, that's what you get to kind of focus your defense on. I thought he did a good job uh, picking out shooters and cutters and, and making plays as a passer. Uh, here's what jumped out at me on the OKC yeah. side, even without watching a lot of this game. Shea uh, Gilgis Alexander, great game for him, and I saw him make a lot of plays where he broke guys down. They were plus one in his 38 minutes. In the 10 minutes he didn't play, negative 13. That's, I mean, that sums it up right there, right? There's OKC's yeah. <laughs> season, right? I mean, I, we're saying don't overreact, but I, I think we just saw how things are going to go for the Thunder Absolutely. Uh, Josh Giddy, he stood out to me as well. Uh, look, uh, and He's I fun. mean, 19 points, eight boards, seven assists, four steals. Talk about fantasy relevance. Like, that's just stuff in the stat sheet. And I'll tell you what, he looks fluid out there on the floor. Like, everything, he just yeah. kind of glides across the yep. floor. So he is very fun to watch. And this was, I think, his best performance of the season so far. So nice night from him. Uh, other than that, though, look, this was, again, like I said, a nice night for both teams, for a Thunder team that isn't too worried about wins. I thought they accomplished a lot that you would want to see them accomplish. And then for Philadelphia, getting the win. And that was the important part for them. Question in the chat uh, from the metal pig. Should they play more through Giddy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that. You don't want to take the ball no. out of Shea's hands too much. Uh, I think you can go too far with stuff like that. But, yeah, I would like to see. I, I'm not enthused by any of their backup point guard options. I do like Teo Maladon. I think he's okay. Um, but I'm not a big Trey Mann guy. 
Uh, so, yeah, I think the Thunder are really leaning into this idea of they want to have multiple ball handlers and attackers yeah. on the floor at all times. They've got to do something up front, though, because they're just going to get murdered inside every single game. Uh, and that's not necessarily just by like Embiid as the big inside player. That's also drivers and everything else because they just they, they don't have any form of rim protection. Yeah, I mean, you look at on the night, four blocks for them compared to nine for the, the 76ers. The 76ers hit the offensive boards 12 to 6. They win it there. Like yeah. there's, there's a lack of interior presence on the Thunder. Also say, in terms of just feeding the ball more to Giddy, Sometimes we get a little too eager to really push down on the turbo button on rookies. As soon as we see them out there, we go, oh, look at everything this guy can do. Let's get more of that. Just give him the ball every single time. I'm a big believer in you want to bring these guys along slowly and you want to build off of success rather than throw too much at them and then have to pull back. And so I don't know that that giving the ball to Giddy more would be too much or would be you know throwing him into the deep end or anything. But again, I'm more conservative when it comes to rookies and how you develop them and how much you give them. I always want to make sure that you're not giving them too much at one time because that can be overwhelming. It's a big jump going into the NBA. That's a big step up. And so I'm a believer in building off of success and then going from there. Yeah, I agree. You put too much on a guy uh, too early and it starts to get get real real messy with that. I will also... um, the the other thing I was thinking about the Thunder as I was kind of catching glimpses of this game and then watching Alper and Schengen do work against Celtics, they should have just yes. kept that pick. You didn't need more future picks. Yeah, you should have kept I didn't that understand pick that. and just drafted Schengen for yourself. He would have been perfect fit in with these guys. All right, let's go to Warriors and Kings. Uh, fun one here. Um, this is... The Kings, man, they're going to hang in a bunch of games. They're going to do a bunch of this stuff, but uh, they've got to they, – they they did this against the Jazz and were right there and didn't come out with a win. Um, we'd like to see them come away with more of these wins. But, yeah, De'Aaron Fox, a little bit better. Still just only one of mm-hmm. six from three. Uh, did have seven turnovers. Harrison Barnes continues to be absolutely on fire to start the year. On that side, 24 points. Uh, Rashawn Holmes did his thing. Uh, Davian Mitchell. He made it done as bad, as good a job guarding Stephen Curry as anybody can in the league, and he's a rookie. Uh, you can see why his nickname is Off Night, uh, why, why they call call him that uh, there. He has the quickest start and stop defensive moves I've ever seen yeah. in my life. He can backpedal into a full stop into a challenge faster than any player I've ever seen. Uh, he, he's really, really good on ball. Uh, and he also scored 22 points. Uh, came, came up uh, big as a scorer as well for, for the Kings on a game where Buddy Heald was only 2 of 10. From yeah, four. I mean, we need to talk about Mitchell here because this is this is big, right? Like, he only scored, I think it was 3 points and 2 points in his previous two games. So that was the big, the big yeah. knock on him was, okay, he can defend, but this guy can't score. And now he comes out and he drops 22 points, and he's already getting recognition as one of the best defenders in the NBA. You mentioned that his defensive abilities on, yeah. on Curry. If you're getting, and I'm not saying you have to get 22 points out of him every single night, but if you're getting at least solid scoring, to where where teams have to respect him, that's the key, right? Do teams have to respect him? Does their defense have to take account of him? And then you add that to the defense. If he can establish himself on the offensive end, end that much, and then you add that to what he can do defensively, 
you've got a really, really good player that's going to be extremely valuable in the yep. NBA, particularly when you're going up against guys that are these high-scoring guards that you can put them on and he can help slow them down. So I think he was a really nice piece. And you know what? The Kings, I've yet to see them look bad. I think that's that's the big thing. No. I haven't seen a game where I just yeah. went, the Kings lost this game because they're the Kings, right? They just did Kings things lost. Yep. I think they're one and two, but they've I've in the moments I've watched them, I've yet to see games where I just went, oh, this team just looks like a mess. They've looked pretty good. Agreed. And I think if they were playing someone other than the Warriors in this one, they probably very well could have picked up a win. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think it's uh, I'm very curious to see where this goes, because now you're trending towards you've got too many guards who need mm -hmm. to play. And uh, Mike Scotto from Hoops Hype had a really good um, uh, uh, article with just some kind of trade buzz and things like that. And one of the things he said in that article was that um, he expects Buddy Heald to be traded. And he had an yeah. on the, not on the record because it was an anonymous source. But the source said they already traded him once because we know they had the deal agreed to with the Lakers. Uh, so why not um, look to see if they'll move him again? Um, Warrior side, we won't spend a ton of time on this because it kind of were the mm -hmm. Warriors. Uh, Steph didn't shoot it well, but scored uh, fairly well. Jordan Poole had a good shooting game. First one of those uh, this year with 22 points for him. Uh, uh, one thing that stood out when I was watching Otto Porter um, they kind of let him play the Draymond role a little bit mm -hmm. as a playmaker, put the ball in his hands, ran some of the Draymond stuff through, through, uh, OPJ and he, 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 he did all right with it. It's, it's, uh, kind of, kind of an interesting look to see, uh, if that's something he can do. Cause we haven't seen him function as a playmaker very much. Yeah. I mean, look, this was a, a two point game heading into the fourth quarter and, the Warriors did what the Warriors do. They managed to get the win. They uh, locked down a bit defensively, but held the Kings to 19 points in the fourth and and got the job done. They were they were good. You know, Steph Curry is 10 assists, 27 points. He's Steph Curry. He's going to do some good things out there. And if they're able to use Otto Porter Jr. in that role and get some minutes off of Dream on Green, I think that will help them in the long term as well and help provide some consistency if they have somebody that can play a Draymond style role for them coming off the bench. So, uh, you know, another nice night for the Warriors here who are now 3 and 3 and 0, one of the unbeaten teams in the NBA. Yep. Only six turnovers for the Warriors. <sighs> That's ridiculous. You're not going to beat the Warriors if you only turn them over yeah. six times. You you just can't. They they'll score way too many points and you won't have a shot. All right, let's get into it. Dude, should I go? Should I go uh, make make a early lunch and and, and relax and just no? I I, I, st I stayed around right. for the Celtics and the Rockets, so so hang in there with me here for the Lakers. The Lakers fight mercifully get a win. They're now they're now one and two. Uh, it wasn't an easy one though. My goodness, everybody was on the edge of their seats. Pretty much the entire game, John Morant is ridiculous. 40 points, 10 assists, 13 of 21 shooting. Uh, this was the second night of a back-to-back -back for the Grizzlies, too. We have to mention that. Young team early in the season. It's not as big of a factor as a second night of a back-to-back -back in, say, March or something like that. But still, that, that's impressive that they, played, they took out the Clippers uh, the night before and then came here and played the Lakers pretty much even. This was close all the way through uh and John Morant was absolutely terrific he looks like i mean we're talking about a superstar here he's a, he is incredible he was the the best thing i can say is that in a game that we saw Russell Westbrook LeBron James and Anthony Davis play John Morant was the best player on the floor that's incredible yeah 
Yeah, no, that's a great point. Yeah, he he's really now looks like he's going to take that leap. He's not going to shoot five of no. seven from three uh, very often. Now, that's still the jump shot, very much a work in progress, but he's getting downhill. Uh, he gets wherever he wants on the floor. Uh, Steven Adams, he's really figured out already. Man, this guy sits these bone-crunching yeah. screens. Um, and then Adams did a nice job as a roller, making some passes. He had six assists in this game. I thought thought he did a pretty good job there of uh, uh, not just kind of setting the screen and then disappearing or going right to the offensive glass, although he did plenty of that. He had eight offensive rebounds uh, in this game. Yeah, I think this is an example of a young team going against a veteran team that knew they needed to win, and the Lakers – you know, did did what they had to do, and the uh, maybe the most veteran of all. I, I don't know. I haven't looked at their actual ages, but Carmelo Anthony, oh. man, turn back the corner, turn back time, turn back the clock. Call yep. it twenty eight points. Turn back there the it clock. Is. That's, That's what, what you were going for. We found it. Yeah. We found it. <laughs> yeah, we did. We got there. But twenty eight points moved into Ooh. ninth place all time NBA scoring. Shout out to Melo, man. He looked fantastic. He was. This was. I mean, old school mellow. This was me- mellow. Looks so good that in crunch time in the fourth quarter, the Lakers went to a Carmelo Anthony post up with LeBron, Anthony Davis, <laughs> yep. and Westbrook on the floor. Now it didn't go well, but he, he was, was right so call. good at that point you couldn't go anywhere else. Ten for fifteen shooting, six for eight for yep. three, moved up to ninth in the all time scoring list. He was absolutely phenomenal. Now I did caution Lakers fans: you're going to have nights like this where Carmelo Anthony shoots you into games. You'll also have nights where he shoots you out of game. So don't assume this is going to happen every single night. But tonight, give Carmelo Anthony all the credit in the world, or I should say last night, for this one because he was absolutely fantastic. Uh, The rest of the team, Anthony Davis, defensively looked much more like himself, made big defensive plays down the stretch, uh, blocked John Moran at one point, came back, picked off a pass, uh, looked like it was going to seal the game, but then he stepped out of bounds on it, so it wound up going back to the Grizzlies. But he made some big plays defensively, which is what we knew him for a couple of seasons ago, closing out games with big defensive plays. LeBron, uh, there was a scary moment where Desmond Bain yeah. got knocked into, I think it was DeAndre Jordan, went up to block a shot. and uh, I think Oh, it was maybe Dwight it was Dwight. And he, yeah, it was Dwight. And uh, Bain fell backwards into LeBron's leg. And LeBron was on the ground for a few minutes, and it was scary. Fortunately, he's okay. He said after the game that he was thinking, oh, no, not again when it happened. Uh, but fortunately, he did uh, complete the game, and he was fine. Played 40 minutes, 19 points, 6 boards, 6 assists. This was a rare... Fairly pedestrian for LeBron night. But again, Carmelo Anthony stepped up so big uh, that that didn't matter as much. Russell Westbrook, nine turnovers. It didn't feel like it live. There were a few kind of rough ones, but yeah. but he also had 13 assists and was really doing a nice job passing the ball to the interior. And I thought we saw a more aggressive Westbrook overall in terms of getting to the basket. So even though he had nine turnovers, I felt this was at least a bit of a step forward for him compared to what we saw the first couple of games. Yeah, I thought um, Frank Vogel made a nice adjustment, uh, put him in more yes. ball screens where he yep. was the screener. Uh, again, we talked about this with the Nets did do this with Bruce Brown. The Clippers have done some of this with Eric Bledsoe. We're using the small as the screener, and then they're getting the ball. And because Westbrook is one of the best passers in the league, he functions like a role man off of it but he's a better passer than your normal uh, big man would be. And that, that was able to create some open looks uh, for them. Got him downhill a couple times, still did not mm-hmm. shoot it well. Um, 
And so we'll see. I, I but I like that they got him more involved because he, I want to say it was in the first two games, he set zero screens. Um, which is, I mean, LeBron has lived off his point guard screening yeah. for him for years. Going back to his first Cavs tenure, that was something they they did uh, quite a bit. Never mind Heat, second Cavs, and then early Lakers years. So that's just something Russ is going to have to do um, there. And, and it's fine if he slips them like he was and then gets the ball and then he's mm-hmm. making plays on the roll. I, I, I think that's okay um, there. And the turnovers, you kind of live with those because – they're, like you said, none of them really jumped out. And a lot of times I find with Russ, too, when he turns it over, it's rarely seems like it's a live ball turnover. It seems like it's going out of bounds, and then they right. can at least reset the defense and those kind of things. I thought Vogel, too, I know he's taking some heat early on. I thought he did a good job of shortening the rotation. No Rondo yeah. in this game. So you had no Rondo-Russ minutes. That was big. Uh, Avery Bradley barely played. Um, only a couple minutes for him. Uh, went to HBK. Austin again. Let's. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Let's not get nuts about this no. stuff with these young guys early in the year. But you know, he looks like he at least belongs. Um, you know, uh, Malik Monk, nice shooting game out of him uh, there. And then I thought there were moments where DeAndre Jordan looked okay. Yeah, a few blocks. I think if people look at the box score. They're going to think it looks better. But there were times when John Morant was like, yeah, yeah. see ya. <laughs> You're not. Yo, Adams comes up to set the screen. Jordan just has to just lay back, go all the way back to the rim. Because you're not going to be able to hedge John Morant up there for, for Jordan. Uh, he just doesn't have that kind of foot speed anymore. He got a couple blocks um, on plays, but it was it was not, for the most part, it was bad. I thought Dwight, again, was probably, if the overall stat line doesn't look better, thought Dwight had a better impact. Yeah, there's a lot of people right now calling for DeAndre Jordan to be removed from the starting lineup and to go with Anthony Davis at the five. Uh, Not a surprise that they'd be calling for that. I think that probably was the plan going in, and then it changed due to all the injuries. I think either Trevor Ariza or Taylor Horton Tucker would have been in the starting lineup to give you a little bit more size on the wings, and then they just couldn't really do that because you lost both those guys. So we'll see what happens here moving forward. But yes, look, DeAndre Jordan's stat line, not bad. Uh, but then when you look at what he actually did out there on the floor, it, you you saw some some issues. So we'll see what they do there. You know, it's not like everything is right in the world now in Lakers land. There's still some things they need to fix. You look at this game, 18 to nine on the offensive glass, 18 offensive yeah. rebounds for the Grizzlies. That's been a problem for the Lakers going back to preseason. It's giving up offensive boards. And part of that is a lack of size on the wings. Um, so that's something to watch. Yeah, that let the Grizzlies get up 100 that's, shots to the Lakers' yes. 84. And that's how you offset. The Lakers shot 54% in this game. But if you're going to give up, do you let the other team get that many extra cracks at it? That offsets some really Yeah, you're going out. to – most nights you're going to lose games like this, that you give up that many yeah. more shots, 16 yeah. more shots to an opponent. You're not going to win most of those nights. They shot 53% from three in this one, and that helped them get the W that they needed. But you've got to clean up the offensive glass, and you got to do it quick – because again, you can't give up that big of a shooting discrepancy. You give a team that many opportunities, yeah, they're they're going to beat you. And you're a missed free throw away from maybe overtime. Yep. You know, it's that was that part kind of sucked because John yeah. done so great that that he just could knock that last free throw down. The, I guess the thing that's outside of the offensive rebounding because uh, that was was a concern. Just the minutes load they're already kind of putting on these guys. 
And I get it. You needed to get yeah. this win. So I get why they went there. But already 40 minutes for LeBron. Uh, AD's at 34. Russ was at 37. Uh, Carmelo's at 27 off the bench. That's not awful. But he even uh, noted after the game how tired yeah. he was. So it's just something you got to keep an eye on here. Um, they need to get some of those injured guys back um, just so you can start spotting these guys a little bit. But but this is why in 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 both conferences now we'd normally say in the West, you just can't, there's no throwaway games right. because the other teams are so good. Like in name where you already lost a couple here, you already, you, it's not like you're facing no. this overwhelming deficit, but, but you gotta, you, you gotta, um, you know, get, get back into it quicker. Um, you, you can, uh, you know, kind of float around. Like it's just well, a for, and from a mental standpoint, there. this team didn't win any games in preseason. They went 0-2 in the regular season. Yeah. That pressure was starting to mount. Yeah. And so I understand why Frank Vogel yep. said, look, we, we got to win this. Yeah. Let's let's go. And and he went and played yep. you know, LeBron 40 minutes. So uh, but they got the job done, got the got the yeah, win. It's a good day. Celtics won, Lakers won. Yeah, we'll, we'll take, take that. We'll take that. All right. Um, any you know, stories around the NBA that you want to get into before we call it a day here? No, I mean we got a little bit more Ben Simmons stuff over the weekend, yeah. just that like Seems like now they're in agreement. I'm not going to sound the siren uh, today, but it sounds like they're in agreement of, all right, he needs time. He just like sounds like the the players are all have his back on that. So we'll we'll see, you know. Um, but yeah, there was, was a lot. Of Norman Powell got hurt. It looked yeah. really scary, but it sounds like it's not serious. Um, that's good for the Trailblazers. A uh, busy night tonight in the league. We got Bucks, Pacers, Celtics, Hornets in the early window. Uh, at seven Eastern, seven thirty. Bulls, Raptors, Magic, Heat, Pistons, Hawks, Wizards, Nets. Uh, then the eight o'clock window, Pelicans, Timberwolves, and then it goes quiet all the way till ten thirty. Uh, Trailblazers, Clippers. Uh, That'll be a good one. The, the nightcap on NBA TV. So yeah, it should, should be should be a fun night. Uh, we get some fun fun games there. Um, yeah, a lot of teams on back to backs uh, today. Nets, Magic, uh, Hornets, Celtics, um, all on back to back. So we'll see you know how that impacts their their yep. play. Uh, here, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, right. man. It, it was a good, 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 uh, good day, good weekend of hoops. Um, you know, good day of soccer weekend or good weekend of soccer for the Smith family. So, yeah, no, no complaints. Yeah, we, well, not a bad weekend for sure. My daughter's big into like Halloween stuff, so we went and saw the new Adams Family movie, and actually had had oh, nice. first time I've gone to a theater since all this COVID stuff started, and lucked out, and we had the entire theater to ourselves, which I don't think has ever has oh, ever happened perfect. before, but it was. But it was fantastic, and she loved it. So it was it was a great time. And now now you can feel free, feel feel good about fitting in time to go see the Eternals That's in the right. theater in a, a couple weeks. That's when that right. opens up. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm excited, excited for that one. Can't wait. All right, everybody. Appreciate those of you who joined us live here over on uh, on yeah. YouTube, on Facebook. We're live as well on Twitter. Appreciate you guys joining us. If you're just watching this on the, the YouTube channel, make sure that you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Turn on those notifications as well. If any news comes out this afternoon, we'll, of course, address that. And uh, the podcast version. Also, make sure you're, you are following us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. Stay safe and see you.